Welcome to the Conti- the weekend sports was not the Kentucky and the knockout. It's a great knockout hour, man. We still kind of got it in our system. Coming in with a little Tupac there. Uh, great show ahead of us. As always, the Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by who, Carlo? Brandon J. Lawrence, the attorney for the city. J stands for Julius Randle's big game last night. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ashley. I had you uh, muted there. Muted. I didn't mean to have you is muted. Is this how we're going to start off? <laughs> I'm sorry. Really? Great on, job. Kelly. So we got the mute. But Ashley, <laughs> we've been testing it before Ashley got here to mute certain, se- certain uh, things, you know. Segments that we have that I don't want to comment on that's Kentucky related. That's not okay. Great job, Kelly. Well, like I was saying, where J stands for justice. J stands for justice. Um, Brandon J. Lawrence, you can reach him at 587-0041. The best personal injury attorney in the city. Lawyerforthecity.com. Check him out. Brandon J. Lawrence. As always, at the end of our show today, we expect him to call in and to correct us on our factual inaccuracies for the entire show. So, Brandon, if you're out there and you're listening, you better pay attention because we mess up a lot of stuff. Shout out to Hank. Why, why, <laughs> why a shout out to Hank, Ashley? Because he called you out last week, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, I, I really, you know, that's been on my mind. Like, all week I've been laughing about him calling me like an annoying child. <laughs> he really brought the heat last week against he you, didn't did. he? What advice is lay off the Kentucky uh, yeah, I hate? Won't, I and, won't you know, do that. Yeah, that's all you got to do. I, I, won't, I won't do that. It's not well, in my blood. Sorry. And and the whole week has been filled with nothing but great Kentucky news. Great. From basketball don't you, to football. Kelly, don't you love how I'm Kentucky excited. fans exaggerate things? What do you mean, Ashley? Just what? great. Great. You're ranked number 18 in the country. They beat, beat, they beat is, the powerhouse that is Mississippi State. The powerhouse by <laughs> 10 seven points. 7-6 in our last seven Ooh. games, 2-3 and three in our last row games. I, I consider struggle. that pretty impressive. The struggle is real for the UK. Wildcats. We did see some different things out of Calipari yesterday. Carlo was, like texting me. It. Carlo was texting me saying, John Hood's the next Larry Bird. And I got, I got texts from a few different people saying, John Hood's amazing. I look at the box score this morning. It doesn't look like he did much, but it's it the certainly hustle. does not look like he did it's much. The he, hustle. Had, he had three points and two rebounds in and those 13, were two big rebounds. 13 minutes. One of those was the offensive rebound. I don't see how that warranted three different people texting me that John well, listen, Hood is the next he best hit, thing. He hit the big three pointer from the corner, and he was eyeing that shot. He had tried it a couple times and missed. But he hit the big three from the corner to stretch the lead out in the second half. Had a big offensive rebound. I mean, he was hustling. He was just all over the court and pulsing. Oh my so God. basically, what you're saying is he stepped up when you guys needed him to, but that doesn't make him a great player. He's Mr. Basketball. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't translate into college. Senior leadership is what was bought out in the Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, because you guys really need that with, with Paulson all the and Hood coming you have in on your team, filling in the gaps, putting the, the, one of the Harrison twins on the bench so he can watch and learn uh, what leadership is about. On paper, at least, Carlo, I got to catch some of the game yesterday. On paper, Dakari Johnson had a big game: three for three from the field, three for three from the free throw line, eight points, eight rebounds. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, nine points, eight rebounds. Very solid game for Dakari Johnson. And this is bringing up a, a case where it could be all five starters going into the tournament are freshmen. Is that what you want, Carlo? No. Well, you know what? what <laughs> Ashley, you don't I, want to take Hink off, do you? I, I think family Cal- <laughs> I think Calipari family realized I think he played Paulson a lot. Paulson brings a lot of balance to that starting five. 
Yeah, I, I would. I don't be, think you answered the question. I wouldn't be mad if he bought one that Harrison Twins <laughs> off the bench. And, and this, this is pageant one hundred and one. That's how much. That's how deep that my question. Which one asked you a question? You're supposed to respond directly to the question, which you're not doing. So, the question is: Do you, as a Kentucky fan, want to go into a tournament season into March Madness with five freshmen in your starting lineup? Why not? We've done it before. I mean, you're going to have both the Harrisons, yeah. obviously James Young, Julius Randle, and it's looking like Dakari Johnson is a better starter than Willie Cauley-Stein. Listen, this is, the big, this is one of the biggest teams in the nation as far as size. It is. So a lot of teams are going to have a hard time matching up with us when it comes March. Uh, Louisville is one of those teams that had a lot of trouble, by the way. But it, 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 I, I, yeah, I'll go into the season with into March Madness with these, the, these so you, five freshmen. And no this problem. is not me yeah. like being a Kentucky hater. We, <laughs> I'm taking my Kentucky hater hat off for now. But my thought as in basketball player and athlete, when I was a freshman, by the end of the season, we had seven freshmen on the team and one junior. And it was tough to navigate like end of game situations and tough games and stuff like that because you don't have the same type of college big game experience. The difference is, um, tell you the difference, Ashley. Tell me why are you so confident? He's a five star. It doesn't matter that he's they're a five, five star, star guys. or four star or can't three star. Can't compare these to the freshmen at Bria. You actually can because at the end of the day, they're still eighteen and nineteen years old, and they often crack under pressure, which you guys have seen. Firsthand this season. I don't know. I think six out of seven uh, last games is pretty okay, impressive. Okay, so we just delete yeah. the rest of the beginning of the season. We're two and three. We're, we're two and three out of last three road games. Oh, okay. Yeah, and <laughs> last season too. Oh, okay, cool. We'll, we'll forget all that. Don't worry about. <laughs> what about now? We're two and three in our last road games. So we, I like. We, I'm going to talk to Kelly right now. We, Carla, we, I'm going to talk we, to we you. Get over the road. What do you got for me, Ashley? Don't you like how fans of particular C or teams? like to break the season down into the parts that make them look good instead of looking no, at the parts that actually I'm, matter. Again, I'm talking to Kelly. We're talking about the parts <laughs> so, that matter. Um, it we, seems to be the case for yeah, the most yeah, part. You know? to, oh, we've had a last really strong three games. Let's not talk about the one before that. that we Arkansas, LSU. Right. Like Seriously, like we played really great. I did. The last I said we were games, seven and we're six. We're not going to talk about I said they're six and seven in the last seven games. That one loss was against seven? LSU. Yeah. That is a losing record. We, we won. I'm sorry. Six we won out six out of seven. Out of seven. Okay. <laughs> we we won six out of our last. But then seven. Uh, we've won six out of our last seven. Yeah. Oh, we've the last three or four games have been great. But we're not talking. Really, we're not going to talk about the whole season. Well, I mean, come on, seven game. We, the whole season we lost it's an entire listen, body of work. You're Kentucky's to be able lost to five see games, the of the and team. they've been very close. Five games. Lost to Michigan State was a close game. Lost to Arkansas in overtime. Was you should have lost to Michigan State. We lost at North Carolina. There was a close game. I'll give you North Carolina. They've all too. been close. Two, but the other games that you've dropped besides North Carolina and Michigan State were teams that you should have beaten. Uh, who? Without a doubt. Who LSU? How do you lose to LSU? LSU like that, that Sunday. LSU. That Sunday, you were telling me how they were not a good team. Kelly and I were talking about it, and then towards the end of the show, go back and listen to the tape. No, I didn't say that. You said, did "Oh, you know that. what? They're the, they're part that. of the meat of the SEC." I said that LSU is going to be a tough oh. one on the road. Of I course, did, cause they're on the road. You I did got, okay, predict that they would well, win, I'm, but I'm I said done it was talking tough. To I, I didn't say LSU. This is why I began the conversation talking to Kelly because I know Kelly is reasonable. What's the delusional Louisville fans? I have a problem. It's not even about. Someone being delusional or not, it's being facing the facts. We face the facts about our team, the, the games we lost that we shouldn't have. When we laid an egg, we talked about all it. All your home games, this all, all your big home, games? all your big home games. Yeah. Oh well, they were against ranked teams. Yeah, you're right. You haven't beat one all year. You're right. So we're working on that. Don't worry about it though, because March oh, is only a month away. Interesting. I was watching college game day with Digger, Jalen, and the other guy. Um, and they had their top. They were all picking their top five uh, players in college basketball by by position 
Of course, Julius Randle was on a couple. I think one of the couple of those lists. He actually. should be. But you know who nobody picked? Nobody picked Russ Smith. No, that's unfortunate. He was not on Digger's list. He wasn't even on Jalen's list. Which means what? Okay, it, exactly. and that, that may be warranted. I don't know. I, mean, is, is he, I thought he was like one of the top players coming in. This he's a senior. He had the big uh, run last year for the national championship. What happened? What happened to his game? Nothing happened. In his Nothing. Game. Okay. All right. Again, it's February and March is one month away. So we will revisit this conversation in March and see what you have to say. Got a couple games coming up this upcoming week on Wednesday. Kentucky plays at Auburn, eight o'clock p.m. No. On ESPN three. Carlo, any Big predictions game. on that game? Are you guys gonna? Oh yeah, Kentucky's gelling right now. I don't know if you watched this yesterday. You've said that a couple of weeks in a but, row. But uh, Kentucky's really gelling, and this is uh, it's March Madness. <laughs> this, this is exactly what I predicted that they would make their run right now and start to. So you're saying they're gonna go to Auburn unit. and they're gonna be Auburn, yes, gonna be Auburn on the road? Yes. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. They, they no one like, asked you all the rest of that the, stuff. The, the, I just the, wanted to know your the prediction. The tough on one the is game. when they they go against Florida. It's gonna be. Uh, I think they play at Rupp first, and then. The second game is going to be at Florida. That's going to be a tough one. You're right. They've got a couple matchups yeah. with with the number what what is right now the number three team in the country in Florida. Um, the first one is next Saturday, six days from now. And the thing about Kentucky, Rupp, we protect our home court, unlike other teams in the mm, state. You have help, but when you're getting ready for tournament tournament time, home you, court doesn't matter. Yeah, home court isn't as important. But it, you're right, I'm though, Carlo. I'm talking about now. I'm yeah, talking you, about, are. you are. And, and Kentucky does have a ridiculous, especially under Calipari, they have a ridiculous. Ridiculously good record at home. How many times have they lost at home under Cal? Like twice? Uh, only once, I believe. Right? Or once, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So they don't lose at Rub, which is interesting. I think it was Baylor, for the sake of the regular I think Baylor season. Baylor was the first team to beat them at home in a long time. It was this year, right? Yeah, Baylor. I think so. Yeah. I so, could be wrong. Uh, Brandon Lawrence, I uh, hope you're tuning in. You can correct us at the end of the show. So Louisville came off a, a, a win at Houston this past Wednesday, 77 62, looking for their next uh, game Thursday. 7 p.m. at Temple. Huge game. <laughs> Carlo. I love the sarcasm both ways here. Neither Louisville nor Kentucky is facing the cream of the crop right now. Uh, at Temple, you're right. I mean, Louisville could lose. I mean, hell, a road game's a road game. In-conference road game, you know, that that's Kentucky knows very well that that's the type of game you could drop. Also on the, the card, as far as the, the college basketball world as a whole, we'll probably need to head to a break, but there's some breaking news or breaking um, accusations regarding the Marcus Smart incident last night. I don't know how much of that you guys saw. No, I didn't. Yeah, I, wanted, I got to see it. Talk about this. And also, I, I saw Mike Gandolfo's comments on that, which is very interesting. I like to talk about when we bring that up later. Yeah, Marcus Smart game last night was being heckled by a fan who has a reputation as being very obnoxious, very involved, considered one of the biggest fans of Oklahoma State. Said some supposedly said some very offensive words to him and resulted in Marcus Smart pushing him. We will talk about that and more when we come back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Picture paragraphs unloaded, wise words being quoted, beat the weakness in the rap game and sold it. Bow down, pray to God, hoping that he's listening. See it. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick, along with Ashley Danielle and Carlo Pelham this morning. Coming at you as we do every Sunday from 10 until noon. Talk about everything in the world of sports here in the Kentuckiana area. In particular, our Louisville Cardinals, our Kentucky Wildcats. Um, what we have on, on the docket next for our, our discussion really is the Marcus Smart situation. I don't know, Ashley, if you got to see much of the... I didn't. Can you kind of give me a... 
sure. rundown of what happened? It's tough to really skate around, but there's a, a notorious Oklahoma State fan who was heckling uh, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, preseason um, player of the year, uh, has not really lived up to expectations this year. He had an incident last week where he, he was um, didn't handle things in the most sportsman-like fashion. Um, and last night, it resulted in Marcus Smart actually going into the stands and pushing a fan. He wow. got a technical. He was not thrown out of the game. Oklahoma State lost um, to Texas Tech. So, I mean, it was a number 19 team in the country lost um, in Texas. Um, so a bad loss. Those are two states that are, rival each other. So, I mean, it was a, a tough situation. But the drawback is... Marcus Smart, one of the best players in the country. There are reports that the fan called him the N-word. So, I mean, very vicious language coming from the the fan who has a history of being very obnoxious. And Marcus Smart got angry. I mean, he was a tough situation. His team's losing. Disappointing loss. I mean, Texas Tech is barely above 500 now. With that win, they're now 12-11. and That was a bad loss for Oklahoma State. They are, you know, Travis Ford's the coach. I know our man Mike Gandolfo, who hosts the show on Saturday, has a good relationship with not only Travis Ford, but also Marcus Smart through the Kentucky Derby Festival Classic from years ago when Marcus, a couple years ago when Marcus Smart actually came to Louisville and played in Freedom Hall. He says Marcus Smart's a great kid. He, he, he literally, Mike has went out as far as to say that he is, he has said he, he, he hopes his, children grow up to be as, as great of a person as Marcus Smart. So, I mean, no yeah, that's real, a lot to say right there. That, that is a lot. Yeah. That is. So, I mean, no real documented history other than last week when he, I think he threw a towel, some uh, couple incidents over the past week where Marcus Smart is unfortunately being seen in a negative light. Really, fans say things all the time. I guess they should be able to, to weed everything out that they say. Unfortunately, it is the real life. It is real you know, it's real life. I mean, that's that's the real world. Those are those people's I mean, lives out there. And if they're mad and they're losing listen. to a team that's just 500, and then out of nowhere someone's... I mean, that fan was getting in his face. You see his wife? If you've seen the, the clip, they're pointing in his face, and I don't know exactly what they're yelling. They're, there's some bad allegations as to what they were saying, yeah, but they but were physically going at him. Smart. I, I've seen worse in, in tennis. You see the Connors of the world and the uh, the McIntyres. I mean, I've seen worse behavior from those guys, and and they don't get put under the same scrutiny. As some of these young athletes get put under, well, I they, think at the end of the day, like at the end of the day, fans can be obnoxious. I think you, as an athlete, you have to know that, and no, no one should ever disrespect you or call you out of your name or anything like that. That's never appropriate. But I think as the athlete and the person who's going to be seen, regardless of whether you want to be in that position or not, as the role model that kids are looking up to you, people are watching this, um, your, and potentially your livelihood's on the line because then someone says, oh, he's a head case, and now there goes his career because no one wants to deal with him. But I think he, you kind of have to just let it go. I guess you do. I mean, we saw it with Ron Artest, Steven Jackson, the horrible— Oh, you don't want to see an incident like that again. You don't yeah. want to. Um, I mean, so, how much it, it, does it say about that fan that he had so much to drink, I guess, and he was so angry? I think he should be banned from the game, especially if they say what he I said. I do, he too. Said. I, mean, I agree. He should I be agree. banned. For sure. He should be, should be suspended from some home games or something. Some type of action should be taken against the fan. There's the, you know, fans get away with that? a lot. Can you even do that? Even with the kid who ran out on the court to try to fight one of the Harrison twins at the Kentucky-Arkansas uh, Arkansas game. 
you know, these fans, man, they're getting out of control, really. Because I feel like the fans almost feel like they have some type of ownership over the players and they can say what they want to do, say what they want, do what they want to the players, which is totally inappropriate. Yeah. You know, I want to encourage our listeners, uh, give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, 502-384-1450. If you have any comments about the Marcus Smart incident uh, that happened late last night, uh, give us a call. Let you know if you have any comments about the the Louisville or Kentucky basketball season, how it's going so far. Let us know. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line now. We have our man Brian the Insider on the line with us. I know Brian wants to talk about not only horse racing, but college basketball, NBA. What do you have going on this morning, Brian? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Enjoying the show, guys. How's everybody doing this morning? Good morning, Brian. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Good morning, Ashley and Carlo. Hey, I'll get to your heat here in a little bit, guys. That is something that. I'm glad to see that Ashley and Carlo can't agree on is the heat, uh, but uh, maybe picking a bad year to come together on that. But, I know. Uh, well, since, we're, <laughs> since we're talking about nut jobs, uh, Marcus Smart, my favorite college nut job had a big game yesterday. Uh, uh, Marshall Henderson from Ole Miss, uh, I get a real kick out of that guy. Uh, but he had eight. He had 29 points last night and a big win for them. But uh, boy, I tell you what, when he uh, when he did that little dance at center court uh, at, at Rupp, I thought he was going to be uh, thought it was going to be very tough for him to get out of the building. <laughs> but uh, did you guys watch the SMU Cincinnati game? I did, what a but great I, game I heard about that. It. It, yeah, Larry, I mean, oh. what about the job Larry Brown's doing? I mean, this guy has came out oh. of nowhere and came back in college basketball and really turned the team around. Oh, I tell you, they, uh, Cincinnati, arguably one of the hottest teams in the country coming in, and they got blown out by 20. It really shapes up for a real tough test on March 5th when the Cardinals have to visit SMU. And uh, I tell you what, that is a uh, – the the conference Louisville's in the AAC is, uh, you know, is not as good as the Big East, but there are some very good teams on the top end of that conference. The bottom end is weak, but uh, SMU, and once they get that recruiting class from next year, uh, boy, Larry Brown really is – he's really on to something there. Yeah, I wonder how much they paid to get that kid. I don't know. That's uh, that's kind of funny, Carlo, coming from a Kentucky fan. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, they they definitely outbitted us on it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's yeah, I mean, you can't. Uh, I mean, there's there's some bidding that went on. <laughs> Allegedly. Hey, uh, let's talk about my Pacers. What about the big pickup uh, uh, getting Bynum, who I heard didn't about play that. for him yet? But uh, yeah, big pickup. I yeah. mean. He and Roy, uh, the two biggest guys in the league, going to be on the same team. He's going to. It looks like he'll he'll join the team maybe after the All Star break. But the Pacers are now four games up on the Heat and uh, two games up on anyone else in the in the league. And uh, really going into the All Star break, very strong. I don't know, Brian. I'm I'm seeing Andrew Bynum now as just a big body that comes off the bench and stands there. Now is he going to be effective? I wasn't impressed by him in his short tenure in Cleveland and his almost non existent tenure in Philadelphia. I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, I agree with you. Is he just he's a good body to, to come out there just to take up space? You know, I don't know. Is he actually going to be an offensive or defensive threat? Well, he needs to do something, or he's going to find his big body out of the league. So uh, I think he can come in and spell Roy for uh, for that second unit, which has really turned out to be an unbelievable second unit. Now that Danny Granger's back, and they've got the kid that's Galea guy. Uh, so I mean, he I don't expect him to be an all star like he was with the Lakers, but uh, it is a big body. And I tell you another thing, it's a big body that the Heat didn't have a chance to acquire, which uh, would have been a big pickup for the Heat. But I guess they didn't have the cap room for him. Uh, but 
it, it really it really shows you the determination Larry Bird and Donnie Walsh have for at least trying to put out a uh, you know a possible championship team this year. You're right. I don't think Larry Bird would have picked him up if he didn't have a, a heart-to-heart conversation with Andrew Bynum, you know, being the great oh, he is. I'm pretty sure they had a heart-to-heart uh, before he bought him on that team. So maybe maybe we will finally see something, Andrew. I, I hope so. He was one of the best dominant big men that Kobe ran out of L.A. at one point. You know, I hope he goes back to that, 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 that same form. He's only 26 years old. So, I mean, he's a former uh, early first-round pick. He's, he made a couple. He got I think, Sam Bowie I, knees, though, man. He got he, bad knees. He does. He's got that big man syndrome where, where it looks like he, you know, he's 26, but he might as well be 36 because it looks like his career may be close to being over. He, he's a two-time NBA champion. 2012, he was an all-star, all-NBA second team in 2012 also. So a very talented big guy coming off the bench for Hibbert there in Indiana. I mean, Brian, you mentioned it. I'm, I'm a Pacers fan uh, as well as you are. Carlo and Ashley are Heat fans. Are those the two teams that are really coming down the stretch in the NBA? I, from my perspective, that's what I'm really interested in. The Pacers have the best record. We know how important it is to have home court advantage in the playoffs. Is that the biggest story in the NBA right now for you, Brian? Well, I, I think you got to throw in Durant and Oklahoma City. I, I tell you what, he is a, he is a remarkable talent, and uh, he's going to be tough to get through. And, and I love the Portland story. The Trailblazers continue to put up some big numbers, and that guard they got, I uh, forget his name, but, uh, man, they, they played at, at uh, Indianapolis the other night, and that point guard, uh, the place for the Trailblazers, I think is the best point guard in the league, and he was very impressive. Uh, but, he, yeah, I think those two guys, and, of course, you can't, you obviously can't rule out the Heat, and you can't rule out the Spurs, the two teams that were in the finals last year. I mean, they kind of gear everything up. Uh, for that late season run, but as we know, being NBA fans, home court advantage it becomes a huge deal. It was a huge deal last year in the finals, uh, in both in the Eastern Conference final and in the uh, especially in the NBA finals. I don't think the Heat advance as far as they did and win the title last year if they did not have home court advantage. And unless they really have a different second half of the season, they are not going to enjoy a home court advantage even through the Eastern Conference. So it'll be really interesting to see. Hey, I wanted to talk Derby. Uh, you know, yesterday we had another big, uh, uh, the, the Robert Lewis out at Santa Anita, very impressive winner, Candy Boy, picked up 10 points. Uh, so, I mean, uh, and the other big news there is the uh, second leg of the Kentucky Derby future wagering closed yesterday, and uh, Shug's horse, Honor Code, finished 12-1. to 1. There's still going to be two more future betting wagering going on but uh, uh and then there's two more next weekend there's two more 10 point races and then after that uh then it gets into the real money it gets into the 50 point races starting the, uh, the third week of february and you win one of those races you're, you're pretty much guaranteed a, a spot in the starting gate so things are going to really start heating up and another thing i'm real happy about with horse racing is we finally get a little bit of national recognition today with the new uh Fox Sports One station is gonna uh, gonna do the Don Handicap uh, today live from five five to six thirty, and that's gonna have Will Take Charge, uh, who is a very he finished second to Mucho Macho Man in the Classic last year, and then came back and won the uh, the Clark Handicap at Churchill in the fall over Game On Dude. So Will Take Charge will go uh, in the Don today. So so that's some good horse racing. And speaking of Game On Dude, he may be finished. Uh, he, he, he ran a big race yesterday at uh, uh, San Antonio in Santa Anita, a race he's won the last two years, 
and he finished, he was out in front and just faded to fifth. Very unimpressive, dull finish. So, uh, the old gelding, who's won about $8 million, uh, he may be, uh, he's eight years old now. This may be the end of the road for him, but, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the Don Handicap and seeing how Will Take Charge comes out of that and getting real excited about this year's Kentucky Derby. Good stuff there, Brian. Thank you very much for the, the weekly or, or sometimes every other week update on the world of horse racing. Um, thanks a lot. Have a great rest of your weekend, Brian. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, Brian. Hey, one last thing, guys. Oh, good talking to everyone. I really enjoy the show. I'm looking forward to listening to the rest of it. One thing real quick, guys, is uh, I don't know if anyone noticed, but uh, uh, Rick Pitino Flew to Minnesota last night. Watched uh, watched his son uh, beat the uh, Indian, you know, the uh, Hoosiers in a big win for them. But uh, my question: I know they're on an eight game break, but uh, come on, Ricky, stay closer to the team, man. We could uh, we could end up with some guys in jail if you start bolting during the middle of the season. So uh, I know he's excited about little Ricky's uh, tenure there at Minnesota, but uh, like to see him uh, either on a recruiting trip or stay a little closer to home. I'll hang up and listen to you guys. Really enjoy the show. Thanks. Thank you very much, Brian. I have a post to read from Facebook. What do you have there, Ashley? From William Bruce Scott. He said, well, my post, I'll go ahead and say that, was basically saying it's time for Weekend Sports Buzz. What would you like to hear talked about today from 10 to 12? So, Mr. Scott says that we, the Card Nation, we need to go win six out of the last eight games. And that we can win the AAC... We're going to have to start showing more heart at the beginning of the games that the 50-50 balls are killing us and rebounding is killing us. That All in all, he thinks we'll end up a 3 or 4 seed in March and a Sweet 16 appearance. After that, he's not so sure. Thinks that if we shoot good and rebound, we can go further. That Rick's going to have to find a lineup that he likes at this point and work it. As far as our big guys, if that's what you want to call them, you know, we got to figure out who's going to work there. Said that Russ needs to start leading more and being way more vocal. He thinks that he's slacked off, and he guesses it's because him and Jones have had some issues, which I didn't know about. Um, but it's time for him to take over. So he wished that he could call in. His signal on his phone is not good on the river. He wishes us a great show. He says, go cards. He says, Ashley for state rep. Well, I, think, I think they need to take it one step at a time. And he said, I'm not done with my post, Carlos. So you're so rude. <laughs> Um, he also it. says, and go Lady Cards today, beat UConn. Exactly. I was going to mention that also. Huge game today Thank for the Lady Thank you, William Bruce Scott, for your message. Now, Carlo. I was going to say, Mr. Scott, first off, y'all need to start out by beating a ranked team. Seriously. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that Kelly made the case earlier that both Louisville and Kentucky are playing some not so great teams. But as, Kentucky's uh, playing the, the number three team in the nation In the next up. little stretch. But you guys have Florida. Is that it on your They're schedule? The that's right. Is nation. that it? Is there anyone else on your schedule the that's right? Is in there the anyone else besides Florida I, on I'm, your I'm team saying, that is right? The number three yes ranked or team no. The yes or no. <laughs> because obviously we have Memphis. We don't know what's going to happen to them after the loss they just took. Maybe SMU gets in the top 25. I don't know. But... Um, it could be. It could SMU be. beat it's the hell. Not only did they upset Cincinnati, they beat the hell out of them. Carlo, they beat them by like 20 points. Can Ashley. you give me a solid love, Carlo? I, a yes I'm, or I'm a no? I have to verify. Please. L- Louisville please gets to play the rest of the way. They get to play Cincinnati at Cincinnati, who currently is ranked number seven. They'll probably drop a little bit. That's on Saturday, February 22nd. Um, and then they get to play at Memphis, Saturday, March 1st. Mm-hmm. And they get to play at the Yum Center, the last game of the season against number 22, Connecticut. So mm-hmm. Louisville has three more games against ranked opponents, 
And I'll I'll check there. I think Kentucky may just have two, but overall, we, we, I think they're listen, pretty similar. We've got two games coming up that against ranked teams, and they're, they're the same ranked team, and they're the same ranked team. But okay. it's the number three so ranked team. It's in the okay. Nation. All you had to do was say yes. But or yeah, no. yeah, you didn't LSU's have to get defensive. Oh, LSU's a borderline bubble team. You, did, you didn't have to get defensive. I asked, do you have any other teams in your schedule ranked in the top twenty-five? It was a yes or no. Thank you. We got Arkansas coming back. We avenged that loss. It'll be at home. You guys are becoming a rivalry at South Carolina. <laughs> I mean, don't get hey. This is a Arkansas this, this Kentucky. Oh, Miss, national. Oh, Miss is tough. Drawing national ratings, and it's gonna be at Ole Miss. That's right out the Florida. That's two tough games back to back. I mean, our conference schedule the last uh, remaining of the few games of the season is tough, man. Yeah, I mean, at it, Ole Miss, we're going against Florida. Then we go at South Carolina, and then we're at Florida. That's a, t- a tough stretch right there, but we will prevail. You can make it sound as tough. I, I, like I sound like Louisville fans. I'm saying we now. We, we. No, you say we all the time in your atrocity. I, I sign into ESPN and I go to women's college basketball and I get to see the front page of the ESPN women's college basketball pages. None Ooh. other than Shoney Schimmel. That's awesome. Yep. I mean, big game today for the cards. Ashley, do you think... I mean, our cards, Jeff Walsh and our cards have lost now twice in the national championship to Connecticut. You know, I was at the game last year, um, national championship. Really? Game. Were yes. you? I did not we, know that. Uh, we, me and Amelia, who's uh, the current Miss UofL, we went to the men's national championship. And actually, I was on the plane during their semis when they won the game to go to national championship. And we decided to go ahead and buy tickets, which is crazy that the women's national championship tickets are so cheap. And we just drove over to New Orleans. It's like $3 for home games. It really is ridiculous. So (laughs) we spent, literally, we spent like, I think $100 (laughs) maybe to sit on the lower level, um, not too far from the bench for a national championship women's game, which was great. But I thought, um, I don't think that the game, the score of that game was indicative of the level of talent or the, you know, how good UConn is and how much Louisville's not at that level. I felt like we beat ourselves, and that's not me as a UofL fan. It's as a spectator, someone that's very engaged in basketball. It looked like the Lady Cardinals were mentally out of, they were intimidated, and they're like, oh, crap, we're playing UConn. They're this powerhouse of women's basketball. Like, there's, it's like in their mind, they already knew they were going to lose that game before they even stepped on the court. Which is surprising because they just knocked off Brittany Griner. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But, but it's still UConn. Do you, like, remember I think, the, do you remember the sprinter? And this is going to make my point. The sprinter who was accused of being a. Uh, ben Johnson? No, no, no. The female sprinter. Oh, okay. I think she was out of Jamaica. I'm accused of being a man? Yeah. I remember do remember. The, take, I remember had, the story. I don't remember. They had name. to take a whole bunch of tests, and she was just like a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. These are the women that play for UConn's women's basketball. Well, yeah, team. I mean, I'm not going to knock. I'm like, not knocking UConn. These, in terms no, these of, women are like. I, mean, I won't say they're unusual. They're, they're very well. No, they're unusually athletic. They're elite athletes. They're elite athletes, and they have a phenomenal coach. Kind of like coach. that sprinter out of out of. I Jamaica. won't go that far to say. That. I think you're being you're exaggerating. No, no, I'm serious. The, the same comparison. They have that. You know, it's it's like man, these girls are. They get the best of the nah, best. I'm not trying to get a uh, what, what's the guy's name? Uh, who, who, what was the? Never mind. See, he can't even Someone say. Someone who put his that. foot in his mouth. And <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what's, his name? Don, what's his name? Imus. Yeah, I'm not trying to make Don an Imus. Imus. Yeah, I'm not trying to make an Imus comment here, but. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they get the best of the best in terms of talent at UConn. Yeah. They do get that, but I'm saying with that some broad shoulders. Um, U of L had <laughs> they could have played with them at 
a much higher level. I think it was mental. And, I mean, the mistakes that they were making in that game were things you haven't seen from them all season, like turning the ball over, unforced turnovers. Those types of things are mental mistakes. So I think that if they get in their mind that they deserve to be there, that they're as good and they can play with um, UConn on the biggest stage for women's basketball, then they'll play better and they have a chance to beat them. But if, if, as long as they're in their head and they think, oh, well, they're, they are UConn. And we're just Louisville, like, you know, we're the party crashers. We're not even supposed to be this far, whatever. As long as they think that, that's the way that they'll perform. Well, I, I'm a huge fan of Louisville women's basketball. Are you really? Well, my cousin, Monique Reed, two Final Four appearances, two championship appearances. And so, she had yeah. a huge role in this last one, didn't she? she? Did. Gosh, I mean, yeah, I follow, what an inspiration. I became a fan following her. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I follow Louisville women's basketball. Yeah, I'm the same way. Matthew Mitchell and the Kentucky women, if they get on a run, I could get behind that. And honestly, when I, the, the Louisville women's games are a lot more exciting than the men's games. So, Really? Yes. It's a, interesting. I don't know if I agree, go that far. They really are. One of, Louisville at Connecticut. This will probably be the last. Well, it will be. Uh, you know, the last time Louisville plays, at least for the immediate future, a conference game against the powerhouse that is Gino Ariema and the and the UConn women's Huskies uh, basketball. It's probably a good team. thing because they can't beat them. They can't. Neither could Kentucky, though, Carlo. I mean, come on. Well, they're not in Kentucky's conference. They're not. But they it won't be anymore as Louisville's in the AAC this year going to the ACC next year. Connecticut really being left out in no man's land. Uh, not having a, a – I guess they're going to be in the, the, the Big East. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the men's program. Actually, I don't down, even know. The, down, the, down, the downside ever since Calhoun left. I mean, you got to be honest. The men's team's not what it used to be with Cal, when it was Cal. Calhoun, man, he was like one of the greatest coaches. He won three titles. Yeah, I mean. Kevin yeah, Ollie's good. Can't I, overlook, I like Kevin can't overlook, can't overlook it, but he's no Calhoun. You know why I like Kevin Ollie is because I remember watching him play he in the NBA. basketball, yeah. I'm I remember watching him play yeah. in the NBA. He was a journeyman, yeah. but he even played for my Pacers. I yeah, that's why, that's, why, that's why they're not going to be any good. They're still being good. They're, they're still a good men's basketball program. And Gino Ariam is yeah. not going anywhere, Carlo. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. But the men's, it's not the same without with Calhoun, man. Probably not. They, they, they didn't make a big hire like Louisville did. Yeah, Louisville made a big hire. When Denny Crum left, they got Rick Pitino. Uh-huh. Calhoun should have had that same type of successor to come fill the void when he, when he, when he, when he left. I think Ollie was an assistant, right? He, he had been an assistant. It never works out when assistants take over. Never. Except for Jimbo Fisher. That's an exception. The only one in history. Okay. Well, you know, it's it's been an exciting day. One o'clock today, we got the, the Lady Cards against the, the Lady Huskies. That doesn't sound good, does it? It sounds odd. It's, it's actually appropriate. The Lady Huskies, <laughs> one o'clock today at Connecticut. Big game. Uh, the statistics right now, Shoney Schimmel's averaging 17.9 points a game. Obviously, she's a senior, shooting 81 82% from the line, having a big year. Uh, Sarah Hammond, Asia Taylor, Bria Smith. I love Sarah Hammond, man. She's a baller. She is she yeah. is a, a good uh, rebounder. Nice inside force. She is. I, I like she, her game. She will be I like the, this whole team. She's the difference maker when they play in Connecticut. Her size and, and her ability, she's going to have to be the one to step it up and really dig hard and go hard in the paint against the UConn women's team. It's mental. Do they make lines for women's basketball? Make lines. lines. You know? Do they? they uh, right, layup lines? What layup drills? Sure. Uh, are you talking no, the, about like, who's betting? a favorite? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I, don't I bet know. They, they they have to. They have I don't to. know that there's one today, but I wonder how much Connecticut, number one team, is favored today over the number four Louisville Lady Cards. Probably about thirty. <laughs> Might be. I mean, let's see. They're I can not call the Lady Huskies for no reason. ESPN uh, app. The Husky women will prevail. Brian mentioned it. Minnesota beat. Indiana University last night. I actually got to watch the the end of the game. Very impressive win for 
Uh, Who's Minnesota's Rich, coach Rich, right now? Richard Pitino. Rich Pitino, right? Yep. You see the picture I got out of him from the last game? That wasn't him. That was his younger brother, Ryan, along with Rick. Is that what you mean? Was it? Ryan was sitting next no, to the, his dad, the, Rick, no, 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 wearing the, the chicken the, costume? No, the picture I got from the uh, last home game. It was, oh, yeah. the one that you took. Yeah, the one that, that I was took. a good yeah. picture. Yeah. yeah, it was a good picture of him. That was, actually. Yeah. You're right. I forgot about that, Carlo. Shut the hell up, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've been waiting to say that. <laughs> I had to find it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it still didn't fit in like I wanted to, but I had to say it. But yeah, that was a good picture of him. Uh, but yeah, you're right, man. Minnesota, it was a big win over Indiana. What is going on? Where, where is the truth at? The truth was talking about these Indiana Hoosiers and, and Tom Cream. I love, I'm a Tom Cream guy. Don't get me wrong. I love IU. Mm. That's where my great fraternity was founded. So I'm a huge IU fan. I was an IU fan before that. Were you? But Tom Crean, though, man, is, this is his time right now to, to do something special, and I don't think he can do it. Kelly Patrick, oh, he's away. I'm sorry. Mm. So what, what, what do you think about that? Did you watch the game last night? I did not. You did not get to catch I was working last night, working on dissertation proposal. I was no. at— Yeah, uh, Tom Crean, that was a bad loss for him. This is off topic, but I was at a burlesque show last night. <laughs> In the picture you just showed of me. Of course you were. Every I, Saturday I was doing, night, that's where Carlos I feel at. like Car- Carlo, <laughs> he does something— I'm a man of many talents. <laughs> it's something remotely sketchy. <laughs> but I, 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 was, I was doing photo ops for a, a burlesque show last night at— uh, Where was this? It was at uh, Headliners Music Hall on Lexington Road. So we're like, is this, is this something uh, we're allowed to be talking about on the yeah, air? Yeah, it was it? interesting. I, I mean, underground type stuff. So it was like some. Is it like circus? the movie? It was like some. It was a show. It was like some. Circus. Have you seen the movie Burlesque with no, Christina I don't, Aguilera? I, I don't and like. Cher? I don't like musicals. But it's uh, not really a musical. Yes, it is. If they sing, it's a musical. Um, You're such a jerk. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I liked it. It was. Uh, it was a good show. You know, they get on and perform and do a lot of stuff, but. I got some great pictures. Hopefully, John Hancock will post those on Kentucky Sports Co. Will Burlesque be able to make the sports? I don't know. We'll have to get put it through the filter. I want to encourage our listeners if you have comments about uh, you know the lady cards at one o'clock today at Connecticut. Carlos' trip to a burlesque show last night. If you have any anything to chime in on about that, give us a call three eight four fourteen fifty. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line now, where we have our man Carolina Steve on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Carolina? Just fine. I was, I've been listening to y'all, and I've been watching on uh, the Four Letter Network plus a U uh, about the Marcus Smart uh, case, and it's. I tell you what, it's unacceptable for any athlete to go into the stands after a fan, regardless of what they say. Or if they make any obscene gestures, okay. and I'm thinking back. Okay, uh, I'm sorry, Caroline. I won't cut you off. What about when Charles Barkley spit on a fan? That's not okay. You know, is that worse than going into the stands? Yes, that was. <laughs> He's Charles Barkley spit on a fan. I, I can't even remember if he was with Philly or Houston at the time, but he spit on a fan <laughs> that said something wrong. Uh, was, so I mean, are we going to hold it? Would, Go ahead, Caroline. I don't know if y'all remember it or not. But there used to be a fan of the Baltimore Bullets who was, would heckle everybody. He had players from every team. And he used to heckle Mark, Markley like crazy. And yet Markley and him became friends. Hmm. This guy was a professional. He was a dentist. And it, he did this. And there's people like that everywhere. I mean, I have uh, been at ball games where people just heckle, heckle, heckle. I've been at, uh, at my favorite sport, racing. Let me tell you what, there's more heckling going on, but the, but the, uh, the drivers can't hear it. 
out there, and uh, it's just it's gotten insane what it is. I do agree. You know Kelly, that there's a point. I mean, I mean, uh, Carolina. You know, have, have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. Shawsh- have you ever seen the movie Shawshank Redemption? Well, anyway, uh, yeah. If you ever seen that movie, there was a point in the movie when they all thought that Andy killed himself, and it's one of my favorite lines in the movie about Morgan Freeman. Every man has his breaking point. You never know what a man's going through. You never know what's going on in their personal life in the background. We don't know what's going on with Smart. He could have had a, a test that he was stressing about that just really put him to the brink, and that one comment just took him over the edge. You just never know. Every, it doesn't make him a every bad guy. Man it, it's has in, it's, his he, should, point he shouldn't have done at it. At some though. point. He certainly shouldn't have done it, right? Right, Carl? Hey, he shouldn't have done Listen, that. like I said, every man has his breaking point. Emotions get flowing. Doesn't make me dislike him necessarily, but I mean, as Carolina. Kind of like the Sherman situation. It's the same, you know, he didn't spit on him. You know, that, that would have been disgusting. Did that guy? That, I wouldn't have forgave that. Really? So pushing is not as bad as spitting? No. Okay. No, no, push, yeah, yeah, that he, guy was clearly being a jackass. If he said the N-word, I mean, that was way beyond anything that should ever um, I mean, you're sitting in the stands. Keep your mouth shut if you don't have. I mean, if you're going to yell something like that, then you're the epitome of a. a and it's kind of li- like the Ron Artest thing. These fans, think, these fans think they're untouchable, and you just never know. Like I said, you never know what somebody's going through. But Marcus Smart, who, who will a guy be an NBA player, just choke you. Marcus Smart will play in the NBA for years. He should. He should. It's tough. It's a tough situation, Carolina. I mean. You point out it should never happen. Someone should never go into the stands and put their hands. But for a nineteen-year-old kid, what did you do when you were nineteen-year-old? When you was nineteen years old, Kelly, it's uh, learning experience. I was a huge. Thug. It's a learning experience. Was smart. I'm sure he won't do it again. He's going to the NBA. It won't happen again. It's learning experience. It just happens to be on a national scale. Well, this is one thing I can remember incidents of uh, teens back in the '60s and the '70s. Where this might have happened. I remember uh, hearing Coach Crum talk about the incident at the University of South Carolina. Oh, that's right. They, uh, South Carolina was also involved with the University of Maryland at uh, South Carolina when they had John Roach and. Uh, Tom Riker and John Reebok and, uh, and that crew. Bobby Clemens was the point guard on that team. And they had one where one of the players hit Lefty Giselle and broke his nose. When they, came, when they came to Maryland to play, the fans were silent during the first of the game. And Lefty went into the stall delay offense and that's where Maryland, and the band played Amen, and that is where Maryland became used, uh, famous for using the song Amen. And Maryland ended up losing, I mean, winning at home by scoring six points in the last ten seconds of the ball game. And I, I remember that because I watched it on television. I was stationed in Washington, D.C., and we got all of the Maryland basketball games on television. And the funny thing was, the color analyst for the University of Maryland was a guy by the name of Sonny Jurgensen, the quarterback for the Redskins. And people don't realize it, but he played basketball at deep. Wow. We always can depend on a good piece of history when Carolina comes. I actually look forward to his history segments. we got to start calling the history segment for Carolina Steve because he goes deep. Man. Well, we need to go good. I know Sonny Jurgensen, yeah. Yeah, he was a 
I know he, he personally, was, like, uh, Truth knows uh, Andre Ware. Ware. Yeah. Kevin Ware. Yeah, Kevin Ware. Yeah, players so. together. <laughs> As a matter of fact, here you want to hear some more history about that. Sonny Jurgensen and Roman Gabriel both played for the same high school with the same coach. That was uh, Brockton High School in Wilmington, North Carolina. So that's uh, that's one thing that they don't know. But you want to hear some history? I was, what I was going to talk about this week, but I got that. Next week, they uh, on Saturday night, they have the Sprint All-Star Race, which I'll be talking about. And also on that day, they will be qualifying for the poll for the Daytona 500, and here's the weird part about it. The only two people that are guaranteed starting positions in that race are the uh, are the two fastest. Who's that? What they'll do is they will be, uh, they will take the field and break it in half, and on Wednesday night you will be able to watch the race for the starting lineup. In the Daytona 500, they used to they used to run them uh, in the afternoon, but now they put them in prime time because so many people didn't get to see them, and people had to uh, sneak out to watch it or, or bring a radio in where they could uh, hear what the race is going to be, and that determines the starting lineup, just like last year. Jeff Gordon and Danica Patrick were the only two that were guaranteed a starting position in the Daytona 500 after qualifying. So we got how many days till till uh, Daytona, Carolina? Uh, two weeks from today they run Daytona, and uh, a week from today they start qualifying. And uh, also next Saturday, I'll get to see my buddy from up here in uh, Jeffersonville, Mister Frank Kimmel, run in the ARCA. That is the only big race in ARCA he's never won. It's Daytona, and I'm pulling that he can do it this year. So uh, it ought to be pretty good. Uh, he'll be leaving to go down there uh, this week, and I plan on getting out to eat with him one morning so that I can uh, talk to him before he goes down there and everything. And uh, I'm just looking forward to it. Uh, this is just a roll right here. After this week, I will be really wound up, get, get, get wound up for the uh, NASCAR season and everything. And it's one of it's my favorite season, and this is one race that if I don't see any of them, that I will not miss is the Daytona 500 because uh, I remember how many years it took the Intimidator Dale Earnhardt to win it, and he only won one of them. But if it was a, uh, a Daytona 495, he'd had about ten wins. Carolina. <laughs> We look forward to talking to you next week, previewing the the Daytona 500. Thank you very much for the call, Carolina. Have a great rest of your weekend. You know what, Kelly? We all have a great great sports weekend. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. You know what, Kelly? What's that? If you're injured in an accident, you you may be entitled to a cash settlement. Call Brandon J. Lawrence at 502-587-0041. And J stands for? J stands for justice, Carlos. Julius Randle, man. Justice. This is the, the Kentucky... Weekend sports bus. You guys know I met a guy named Justice. That's his first name. He's like oh, the coolest yeah. guy I've ever met. The coolest guy you've ever met. Wow. wow it's that, a bold statement. The coolest guy. Coolest guy. Is Cooler tra- than you. Wow. <laughs> that says a lot.
That was to that was at Carlo, not you, Kelly. Okay, I mean, I was gonna say it would be tough because to Kelly's a resident thug, and I can't say anything that he may potentially get angry about. Yeah, I'm liable might, to like, go just completely flip out. Pull the lug nuts off my car or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, something or, so that actually much more hardcore than that. We're gonna head to a break here. Carlo, Ashley, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Come back with Ashley's local cinco. Follow me. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick, along with Carlo Kellum, Ashley Danielle, coming at you as we do every Sunday from 10 until noon. Got a lot of good stuff we've been talking about today from Ranging from uh, Louisville men's basketball, Kentucky men's basketball. But at 1 o'clock, we have Louisville women's basketball as the, the Lady Cards are facing up with the Connecticut Gino Ariema Dynasty team. Ashley, what kind of chance do you give for the Lady Cards today to win and upset the, the, the Lady Huskies? Oh, there you are muted. I'm sorry. Stop muting me, Great Kelly. Job, Kelly. <laughs> Keep it up the good work, man. Carlo loves when I mute you. He does. He's a hater. Uh, that's tough because I would have liked to set in on practice or something the day before before I answered that, but I would probably give them about a 40% chance of winning. 40% at Connecticut. At Connecticut. Now, I know Carlo, Ashley, and I were planning on trying to go to, to Wild Eggs, maybe watching some of the game. Carlo, what kind of chance do you give? I mean, you were making all sorts of accusations last He's segment. He's going to say something totally Listen, ridiculous. I, no, like, totally, uh, I told you, I'm a, huge, I'm a, I'm a and, huge fan of Louisville women's basketball <laughs> right. uh, due to a relative that was playing there. But I actually give them half a percent. Half, half a, per- of a percent? Half a percent of chance of winning there. Yes. Jeez, Carlo. We're so grateful for that half, half a of a percent. percent. You know, this Louisville team has the recipe for pulling off a big – Upset. I mean, that's in their repertoire. I mean, they can they can hit threes. They can light it up from downtown. And if you're trying to knock off a bigger, let's be honest, a better team, team, yeah, a bigger, better team, uh, Shoney Simmel and and their whole team knocking down a bunch of threes. That's the way you got to do it. It can happen. I agree. I think it's all in between the ears. That's what my coach used to always tell us. It's in your mind. If you think you can do it, you'll do it. It's the same approach that you take when you think about playing me in basketball. You. Think you can do it? But. I well, I, you know there's, a, there's a difference it makes, there, Carlo. It makes sense now. Because it makes sense. I know it I'm going sense. to beat no. you. It makes sense now, without was, a shadow of a doubt. I was wondering why you would think something like that, but I can understand now. Your coach has installed think, those values in you. I don't think that. I know it within my spirit. <laughs> it's a fact. Wow. Well, guys, um, I've I've actually gotten a couple calls over here. People are very upset right now. You guys know why? Why? It's because we have a segment that plays every. Sunday at 11 o'clock, and it's now 11.02. Where's the music at, dun, Kelly? Dun, dun. Where's the music at, you ask? Where is it? For those of you who don't know, Kelly's running the, the switchboards today, and he's doing an excellent job. Good job, Kelly. But I would rather have Todd Neal. Uh-oh. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. With no further ado, called Ashley's Loco Cinco, or what else do they call it, Carlo? Ashley's crazy. Ashley. I, I don't like the enthusiasm. Well, it's you a, gave it's that. appropriate that your name is the the craziest. Was one of the craziest names list. It was the number one crazy female no, name. Number number one crazy female name. So most Ashleys, women named Ashley, are crazy. 
Not not all. Not all. Most. Statistically. Statistically about, speaking. About 95% of them. The yes. p-value is not significant. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to encourage our listeners... Tune in, listen to Ashley's Crazy or Ashley's Loco Cinco, and give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 384-HANK. Turn off your radio. <laughs> Let us know which of the five crazy stories from minutes. the world of sports from the previous week. Which of the five is the craziest? So, Ashley, the stage is now yours. Well, here's my top five. I'm going to ease you guys into it this week. Um, I found an interesting story about professional athletes and their weird obsessions. So... I have one that was my favorite that I wanted to add in the top five. And this one is about former Major League pitcher Turk Wendell. Do you guys remember him? Maybe, maybe not. I don't think so. Anyhow, um, people think that he may be the quirkiest athlete ever. His obsession was brushing his teeth between innings and eating licorice, which I think is really odd. But apparently throughout his 11-year uh, Major League career, Wendell was known for a few different obsessions, um, brushing his teeth between innings, gnawing on licorice, and wearing a necklace made of shark's teeth. Um, I'm definitely all about personal hygiene and sticking with something that works, but I think that's weird. He also had an obsession with a number nine uh, wearing 99 on his jersey, and he signed a deal worth $9,999,999. Not, what, what? what? <laughs> Nine million? Is that what you started with? Nine million. With who? Whatever team he played for. He, okay, wow. I have to look it up, what team he was Looks on, like but. he ended his career with the Rockies in 04. Okay. Uh, according to his picture, looks like he has a pretty solid mullet going on. He looks kind of like... Um, uh, has an Adam Fritz mullet? Adam Fritz mullet or Kenny Powers. <clears throat> he looks kind of like Kenny Powers, really. He's got the goatee, the mullet, camouflage hat. Looks kind of like your 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 typical Kenny Powers type baseball player type guy, which I, I like. That's good stuff there. So he was very superstitious, actually. Very superstitious. So then I want to ask you guys, you know, did you all have or do you have any weird obsessions related to sports or anything like that? Hmm. No. I don't really. Yeah. No, I don't think I do. Ashley, I mean, you're you're really the most accomplished athlete out of us. Well, right? thank you, Carlo. Kelly. Is thank that you. accurate? Thank can you, I say Kelly. that? Carlo, can, Carlo he, was a boxer. He, he doesn't even want to say it out loud. But yeah. Carlo, do you think that's true? All time leading, second all time leading rebounder at Berea. Second all time, yeah, you're right. <clears throat> oh, because my record was broken. You know, records are made to be broken. Anyhow, Kelly, I'll talk to you again. Um, <laughs> I did have a superstition or kind of an obsession with um, this certain pair of socks. And I wore Uh-oh. those same socks in every game. So my mom, um, I remember one game at Bria, I had left those socks at home when I was there the weekend before. And she was already in Frankfurt. And I called and I was like, Mom, you have to go back and get my socks. So she got in uh, actually during warm-ups. She walked in the gym and I went over and sat down and put my socks on because that was my thing. I also used to wear my hand pigtails when I played, um, uh, like split down the middle, one on each side. Look. Uh, yeah, it was kind of deception. <laughs> so you would think, oh, she's so cute, little girl. And then, you know, we jump ball and it's game time. But those were my two obsessions, were my pigtails. and. So you wore dirty socks? They weren't dirty. Well, sometimes they were dirty. <clears throat> dirty socks were her, accept- uh, her my uh, obsession. My yeah, obsession. And not that they had to be dirty. It was just this one particular pair of socks that I wanted to wear always. Socks that she didn't wash. I did the wash the them. I, I understand how so you're, tra- how you're so trying you're to saying now you, you had a pair of socks that you, you didn't wash it out to the end I of the season. I didn't say that. Okay. That's not what I said. All right. Kelly, Kelly muted, muted him. himself. You muted the wrong <laughs> mic, Kelly. So Turk, Turk is very superstitious. Yes, he is. Uh, 
Story number two. A uh, UFC fighter. How do you say his first name? Is it Thiago? Is that how you say his name? I think it's Thiago. Thiago Silva has been arrested after he threatened his estranged wife and her lover with a gun and then had an armed standoff with police officers at his home. Um, and this story broke on Thursday night um, from the NBC affiliate in South Florida. Apparently, the sheriff's office report released on Friday outlines the allegations that put uh, Silva in jail on two counts of attempted manslaughter, aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, and obstruction without violence. So apparently, um, Silva, his UFC contract has been officially terminated. Uh, So... What happened, there was an altercation with Silva and his estranged wife of 13 years. Apparently, they were separated in 2012, and his ex-wife has since admitted to an ongoing extramarital affair with this guy named Pablo Popovich, who is the founder of this Brazilian jiu-jitsu center in Fort Lauderdale. Um, According to the police reports, the cops were called to the residence back in January on the 30th when Thiago confronted his ex-wife about the affair. Apparently, he appointed... He pointed a revolver at her and put the gun in her mouth, prompting her to get a restraining order against him. So, so, he's, so he's crazy. He's very so crazy. Unlike little Counter Menelowski, which is on the show previously, his wife needs to, his ex wife, a strange wife, needs to stop dating fighters, it sounds like. Well, apparently, it looks it crazy sounds like fighters. that. So, apparently, on Wednesday, uh, he was sending her some disturbing messages saying that he was going to kill her. And the next night, on Friday, um, his ex-wife was at this training center with her new boyfriend and Thiago drove up and blared his horn until she came out. And then when she got close to the car, she, he pointed a gun at her and said, you have 10 seconds to go in and get Pablo. And if he doesn't come out, I'm going to go in the gym and start shooting everybody. So there were about 25 people in the center, uh, students training. And so Popovich comes out, uh, when he approached the car, he threatened to kill him. They called 911. The police chased him back to his house where he had an armed standoff with them. Eventually, he came out and was subdued, subdued with a stun gun. So, I mean, clearly he's gone too far. <laughs> but, I mean, would you go through all of that? Well, I guess it's not. Is it his really his ex-wife or they're still married? It's, but, uh, I think it's their. Yeah, they may legally be married. Would I go through all that? I yeah. hope not. If I were who? If you were if you were Thiago Silva and your I do that? wife that you were in love with, you married were married for thirteen years. You found out that she's dating this other guy now Hell. and has been during your marriage. Are you going to chase him down with a gun? And I don't think I would do. Hell that. no. <laughs> I, I pray to God I would never do that. I pray to God that certainly, as far as the element of craziness goes, because we know the 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 game is it's Ashley's crazy, right? That certainly. Is a crazy story. That guy's a nut job. Dana White said he doesn't want anything to do with him going forward. He'll never fight in the UFC again. He basically just screwed up his career. I'm sure he'll be able to make some money if he doesn't go to prison fighting somewhere else, maybe Bellator, you know, something like that. You but, think, but, do you think they would, another uh, sure. organization would take a chance I on him? I would think so. He's a fighter. I mean, yeah. I, if I were a promoter, I would let him. Right, Carlo? I would let him fight. Uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure some make some money on, if, let him fight. Someone yeah. out there can make some money on it. He had a good record. He was 16-3. and three. So, I mean, he's a good fighter. All right. Well, I guess you're right. Story three, which I think is just ridiculous. Uh, Terrell Owens. I don't know if you guys remember he got married uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not know that. Yes, um, he married a woman. It was I actually read something like a fleeing story on TMZ about him getting married to this woman who, like, I don't know. She just she has a lot of money. She has a lot of money. Um, she doesn't really do anything. But apparently, she's already demanding a divorce. 
um, just two weeks after they tied the knot. So back on January 23rd, he married this woman, Rachel Snyder, in a secret ceremony in a courthouse in Newhall, California. Now she's already left him. She's moved out of California and has planned on filing a divorce as soon as possible. Uh, she said that she believes T.O. only married her for money and claims that he used her so he could get a loan for a $2 million home in Sherman Oaks. She says she fell in love. She feels betrayed and heartbroken. Apparently, they had, um, she said she, they had a friendship for five years, and they had a secret relationship for five years, and she married him for love. Um, so, is that the shortest marriage ever? Maybe not. Well, I think but, Kim Kardashian protects the, yeah. Really? The shortest. Two weeks? Oh. Less than two weeks? Well, actually, Britney Spears, who shares a birthday with Ashley's crazy. Yes, she does. <laughs> I'm tr- what I'm doing right now is I'm Googling what Terrell Owens' now ex-wife, what her name was. Her name is Rachel Snyder. Rachel, so I'm going to Google her and see what she looks like, and then I'll comment. She's o- she's all right. She's. So you think that she's T-O- cute, but she's not like. Did the- she have her own independent money? Because normally, I don't, well, I, know. I don't know. I mean, what does she do? I mean, how I don't, is, is T.O. going to be marrying her for money? Is my question. Well, apparently he's broke. Well, how, how does she have money? I don't know. I don't know about that, but I do know, like, if she said they had this secret relationship for five years, then apparently she was around during the time he had his T.O. show, where he's, like, going back and forth with all these different women. So where was she? Because she, I don't ever remember seeing her on the show. That was She's actually- got a lot of pictures of herself on, if you do Google image search for Rachel Snyder, mm. lots of them. Hmm. A lot of du- duck faces, stuff like that. <laughs> her, her Why do you out- even know what a duck face is, Kelly? Because I'm a thug. Oh, I forgot. My bad. That's what. That's who knows what it is, right? No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. All, All right, right. So story number four. Story number four. So I, I mean, there's something in the water with these athletes. Anyway, there's a report that appeared on Jocks and Stiletto like on Wednesday last week indicating that Paul George got a stripper pregnant. Uh, some stripper named Daniela, who used to work at this bar in Miami, uh, apparently he got her pregnant sometime last year. Um, she's posted several pictures po- of sporting her baby bump, but they also said that Paul George allegedly offered to pay her $1 million to not move forward with the pregnancy. And in addition to this whole scandalous tidbit, um, George is currently dating Callie Rivers, who's the daughter of Clippers head coach Doc Rivers. So as you would expect, people want have been saying all kinds of things on Twitter about this. Like um, he offered her a million dollars to abort a child and he could have prevented that by buying a $5 box of condoms, like those types of things. She's but, tweeting stuff like that. No, not her, just random people on um, random people on Twitter that have heard about the story. So people wanted to know if the rumors were true. Apparently uh, Paul George released a statement uh, on, I think Friday that said, it's confirmed that she could potentially be pregnant with his child, and if it is, he'll step up and raise a child, um, that he would fully re- embrace his responsibilities, and it's a personal matter. He wanted people to respect his privacy. Um, but I don't, I guess, well, so, there's supposedly no truth that he offered her any money to not have the child, but I don't know. I guess I don't understand, like, there's so much baby mama drama going on, like Dwayne Wade, Arian Foster, Paul George, it's only February <laughs> what is going to happen this year? Well, at least with him, I, I think his, big, his his biggest concern is is how tough is Doc Rivers' son who plays for Charlotte? How's he going to play against Austin him? Rivers? How's okay. Austin? How's he going to elbow him? Yeah, he's going to elbow. It's going to be any rough play. Is Doc going to send the goon out to put a hard foul on him? That's the only thing I he would, really has to worry about. If it was my daughter, 
What percent? And this and is a Doc whole different Rivers, topic. Dark River's son, Callie River, she's beautiful. Google her, Cal- or uh, Kelly. All right, Callie, Callie, Ca- Ca- Callie Rivers. Callie Rivers, I'm Googling She's beautiful. Her. Okay. What percent? This is a whole different topic, and we could go on about this for a while, but what percentage? Doug Christie came out and ratted all his buddies uh, out Doug Christie, Doug Christie, no, don't get me started on that guy. But, I mean, <laughs> what, what kind of studies have shown about Doug uh, Christie's, the uh, unfaithfulness of NBA players? They're, and they're stupid. I guess this, that's my thing. It's just like, if you're going to... If you're going to sleep around, protect yourself. Exactly. Like, this is stupid, and this is 2014. It's not hard It makes too much money not to. I'm saying, like, it doesn't make any sense. And you should know, at this point, you should know the game. You should be able to look around and see how many other people that stuff has happened to. You know, you're dealing with a stripper. Where's the sound effects, Kelly? I know, right? What? You need some stri- stripper wah, music? Wah. Yeah, I mean, you're dealing with strippers? I mean, I'm sorry. If, t- if Todd were here, he would nail the, the boner noise. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's an interesting story. It's most interesting. The reason I think it made Ashley's crazy is because he's dating Doc Rivers' daughter, Callie Rivers, and she is a very pretty girl. I just I've found seen her women more beautiful. <laughs> have you, Carlo? Yes, I have. <laughs> well, regardless, she's a pretty girl, comes from a good family. I'd like to know what Doc Rivers thinks about this. Yeah. I guess we'll see when he plays uh, the Clippers. Or <laughs> if Paul George just comes up missing. Paul George is one of the best players in the NBA. I mean, he doesn't have the name yet, but he will soon. I mean, he's he's top notch. He's top five player in the league. I, I don't. I mean, just I don't why? Why that, are we? But, you don't know about that? Let's look up his numbers. I mean, I can just off the top of my head, Kevin Durant. Okay, well, we're not going to have LeBron that James. Right now. Who else? Um, keep going, please, please. It's ahead of Paul George, Carlo, Kevin Love, maybe. James Harden. James Harden's above. Okay, maybe. Who else? Kevin He's thinking Love? hard. I, I wish you could uh, see his face. You know what? Because every name I'm thinking about is old. You know, Kobe's not around. You know, I, I, maybe I got too old. Yeah, and I'm there with you. I'm, I'm, I've been an NBA fan my Dwayne whole Wade, life. But he's old, too. It's yeah. not Dwayne Wade. I mean, Chris Paul's good. Okay. Well, he's hurt. All right. Paul George is averaging 22.6 points, 3.5 assists per game, 6.4 yeah, rebounds. Right. He is one of the top five. 22.6. Yeah. On the best team, with, or at least according to the records, the best team in the NBA right now. So, Paul George, wrap it up. Be responsible. Come on. All right. Story number five. Story number five. And this is just for you, Kelly. So, the Justin Bieber saga continues. Yay! Apparently, now Justin has become a nuisance in the air. Uh, according to CNN, the FAA is investigating allegations that passengers aboard Bieber's Super Bowl charter interfered with the flight crew and smoked pot on the plane. God, what the hell? Yeah, citing law enforcement sources, uh, CNN reports that Bieber and his father were extremely abusive verbally to a flight attendant on their uh, flight that flew from Ontario you know, to Jersey last Friday. A uh, report from U.S. Customs and Border Protections says that Bieber Jr. and Sr. also refused repeated re- warnings from the pilot to stop smoking marijuana. Uh, the pilots ended up using oxygen masks to avoid inhaling the fumes. Uh, oh, my God. Are you serious? Seriously. No drugs were you found. You think they're blowing it out of proportion, yeah, Carlos? So no. Pansies. Be quiet. <laughs> no drugs were found on the plane when they landed, presumably because they'd all been smoked. Uh, federal agents did say they detected the smell of marijuana on the aircraft, and after being detained for several hours, Bieber and his 10-person entourage were permitted to re-enter the United States. What's going on with Biebs, Kelly? I know you've been taking up for him, saying he's just doing all the things that kids his age are doing. 
But what about this? Has he gone too far? Do we need to call in Stone Cold Steve Austin to kick him in the butt? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty irresponsible if you're smoking weed, right? I mean, I I don't mind somebody out there smoking weed. That's his thing. If he gets arrested for it, he should be held accountable. It's illegal in a lot of states. But doing it on a plane, I mean, you're going to get caught for that. Try not to be completely dumb. At the same time, when I was 19, I was, you know... A lot of people when they're 19... When you were 19, would you have smoked pot on the plane? If I thought I could get away with it, I would have. Sounded like his pilot was an L7. Well, maybe he's trying to be responsible and say, if I'm under the influence of marijuana and this plane goes down... He's not under the influence. You can't... Listen, I was a regional manager for a drug testing company for several years. So you're saying that you cannot get a contact high from smelling it. Well, maybe he doesn't know that. You're not going to get a contact Maybe he didn't know that he was trying uh, to... Unless you're in a tiny room and it's just nothing but smoke you're inhaling. I'm sure... Well, you're on a plane. They're in the back and they're in the front. And there's a wall in between the cot. There's a wall There's probably not that much space. You don't think you can see under There's the door. A door. You don't think you can sleep under the it's door? Not, you're not going to catch contact that way. No. It well, was, maybe he was trying to protect for someone who's Bieber's entourage. He's trying to protect the entourage and be the responsible party. Bieber here. probably owned the plane. Yeah, right? he, he needs to hire a cool pallet. <laughs> or maybe he just shouldn't smoke. On it, maybe plane. he should just wait till he. he, he his and two I think the thing, the part that was so crazy was. to me was that his dad was there participating. Yeah, that is pretty pretty interesting part. I of thought um, his dad might be the one to. Laying down the law? Yeah. No. Hey, man. Great Maybe Ashley's- he needs to start traveling they're, they're, with Stone Cold. Father and son bonding. It was a great Ashley's Crazy. We're going to head to a break here where Carlo, Ashley, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Activate my hate. Let it break till the flame set trip. Empty out my never stop to aim. Some say the game is all corrupted. Welcome back to the weekend sports buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick alongside Ashley Danielle, Carlo Kellum, coming at you every Sunday from 10 until noon to talk to you about everything in the world of sports. Uh, had a great segment there with Ashley's Crazy or Ashley's Loco Cinco, whichever you prefer. I got to say, Ashley, this week my vote probably goes to. I guess the the Justin Bieber story. I mean, <laughs> I knew after you would all like that. after all the trouble he's been in, why the hell is Do he trying keep to doing stuff? Try to, I mean, you know, he's nineteen. He's partying it up. He's, um, he's being he's irresponsible. Doing a, little bit too much. a little much. The weekend sports buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. We thank Brandon very much for allowing us to be on the air yes, every Brandon, weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. We look forward to talking to you at the end of the show. Um, Truth, if you're out there, you called in. We ended up dropping you. Call back, Truth. We want to hear what you have to say about Minnesota's victory over the Hoosiers um, last night. Kelly, I have a side note. Um, okay. I think we haven't really touched this yet, but you brought us in to Tupac, uh, and that's kind of been our theme for today. You may not know this. Tupac was my second husband. Oh, I remember you mentioned that uh, a couple couple weeks ago. He was your second husband. Tell us our tell our listeners who was your first husband. My first husband was Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Okay. Michael Jackson. My second, Tupac Shakur. Okay. Rest in peace. Both of them. Both rest of them in peace. rest in peace. Rest in peace for both of them. Uh, my third husband. <laughs> okay. Barack Obama. Barack Obama. All right. My fourth husband. We're working on it right now. I'll let working you know. on it. Okay. I'll let you know. Um, you know. T- 
Tell, our, tell our listeners, Ashley, you're running, you're, you have a, a campaign going on right now. Tell oh, yeah. everyone, you know, how, I know a lot of people are fans of yours. They listen to you on the radio. What are you Except running for? for? Except for Hank. He, <laughs> Hank hates you. He hates Aside me. from that, what are you running for? How can people vote for uh, you? And how I'm, can they find out what you're all about? I am running for state representative in the 32nd district, uh, which is a part of St. Matthews, Linden, Hurstbourne, Brownsboro Road area. Um, you can find out more on my Facebook page, which is Ashley Miller for state representative, or on the website, AshleyMiller2014.com, or... You can follow me on Twitter at Ashley four the number four Ashley four KY twenty fourteen. Yeah, actually, I used to. Live, my first apartment was in uh, Linden area. Moved back. Uh, Sundance. So you can vote for me. It's called Sundance. I think it's called Camden now. Hmm. But I, I lived have, there at one point. You I lived have, in Camden. I have yeah, great yeah. memories from that place. It's a great, great area. And then I also lived in Partridge Meadows, right off the Grange Road, same mm-hmm. area off Linden Lane. Yeah. It was my second apartment. Great memories from there as well. So, My first apartment I when area, I came area. back was in the district, too. It was in, uh, it's called Glenridge, Glenridge, which is right. It's not too far away from Camden. When it comes to Twitter, I'm on Twitter at the Kelly Patrick. Carlo is actually. Carlo has Twitter. Carlo finally. has Twitter. He's came around. I'm at, up to like 50-something followers now, so please add me. I'm trying to increase my list. I'm only three weeks in the game. I'm not like Kelly. I, Kelly has Kelly like 2,000 followers. But, you know, he's, I just uh, passed 400 yesterday. I'm oh, really excited. All right, congratulations. At C Miller. M E L L E K. You're going to have to get a, a Twitter that's easier to remember. What's my name? Backward. Well, I could I could use Cruise Control 1911. No, you're not going to do that either. Cruise Control underscore 1911. That's too much. That's too much. All right. I, I like C Mellick. Okay. My last name backwards. So it's catchy. You're extra. I think it's catchy for no reason. <laughs> the psyche of UK fan. Oh, well. Ooh. <laughs> Speaking of UK, Kelly Patrick. Yes. 28 recruits. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about national signing 11 day. of the top recruits. Yeah. Even four from our own state of Kentucky. We reached back home. We even grabbed one from Louisville. Lloyd. Uh, you don't even know, don't know his name. But Tubman. We got one, Tubman. Lloyd Tubman. Tubman. I knew Louisville. it. Oh, my goodness. So I we got, he, he He reached for four here. He got 11, 11 recruits from Ohio, his own hometown. Bob Stoops is getting it done on the recruiting trail. Fourteen and one poll. Mark, yeah, Mark Stoops. I'm sorry. That's right. Fourteen on one poll. I think the other poll. I think Rivals.com has him as twentieth as one of the top uh, recruited classes in the nation. So you gotta give him props. It's the, the the best recruiting class in UK history, hands down. That's why they spent the money in those facility uh, facilities, Miss Ashley Danielle, uh-huh. because of this recruiting class. Uh huh. So what you're saying, and, and well, then I'm gonna ask a question. Removing my UK hater cap. How long do you expect it to take from... He gets one more year. One more year, yes. then you feel like he should be... Because, to be honest with you... Have me. how many wins in the season? I'll be honest. Recruiting means nothing to me. I don't get DNA explosions like some radio shows who uh, <laughs> follow recruiting and, you know, they get all excited about all these it's guys wor- coming it, in. It's worth noting. It, they're not gonna, we're not going to hear from these guys to their sophomore, junior year anyway. How- you're right. So you know. So you're saying he had a strong class last year. He's got a strong class coming in this year. One more year. One more season. So you're saying 2015 football season, UK should win how many games? Ten and two. When? Ten and two. Next year? No. Ten and two. What year? 2016. 2016. Wait. Ten and two. 
Are you talking no, 20, this, 2016? this season coming up is 2016, right? I'm not stuttering. 2016, oh, okay. no, but 10 This year coming up is the 2014. Yeah, how many wins season. do you expect this? 2015? I said 2016. Okay, 20, so that's two years away. 2016. Uh, what about the 2014 year, Carlo? I could, I could see them. They'll be above 500. Okay. So, so this year. Turn, 2016, they're going to turn the curve. You're saying seven and five this upcoming year, Carlo? I didn't say that. I said above 500. That's you know, not, maybe. That's not saying seven and five, Kelly. Maybe eight that's and a big four. Difference. Wow. Okay. No, I said it above could 500. Which is what? It could be a lot. 10 and 2 next year. What is your what is what are you expecting to see? It they could be 7 and 5. They could be 8 and 4. It could be above 500. I, I don't like this um, ambiguous. Yeah. Come hey, on, if Carl. they were just even 6 and 6, I would give that above 500. Every other time you give a prediction, right? you give a prediction and it's Black and white. Now you're talking in gray areas. Maybe because you're wearing a gray jacket today. You know, I am wearing blue also. You know, there, there's, there is a definitive truth to what Carlo, what and you I have said. have a nice Windsor knot. You do have a nice Windsor knot today, Carlo. Myself. No messing around today. There's some definitive truth to what Carlo said there. Peanut Whitehead was the biggest recruit Louisville had ever gotten. He was the next best great thing. Remember that, Carlo? I remember. They signed him, defensive end. He was going to be but the, the difference, man. The difference is, Kelly Patrick, it wasn't one of the top recruiting classes in the nation. No, but that one guy was supposed – and what happened? He, he didn't pan out. A lot of times you get – We're talking you about one guy. Kelly, we're talking about the, the top recruiting class. I know. You we're not talking about one guy. It's not all your eggs in one basket. you got a lot of players out there. You're right. But Patrick Tolles a couple years ago, I interviewed him. The next great thing. He was supposed to be great. And, and who recruited him? Joker Phillips. Exactly. But he was third on the depth chart. He was a four-star. He's now third or even fourth on the depth chart. He is no good. So, I mean, Kentucky's got to come through with one of these guys. Is Jalen Whitlow, Matt? I mean, one Jaylen of these guys, Whitlow. Kelly, is 28 guys. I know, but I, what I mean is quarterback specifically. This is an air raid offense. They need somebody to come through this year. They need Who's their starting quarterback? They got Drew Barker. Is he going to come in and pull a Teddy Bridgewater as a freshman? And you is he going to be the air raid? I don't know. That's threat? a good question. I like, it, I like Whitlow. I think if they really stick and craft the team around Whitlow. Whitlow's got potential. He's yeah, got a good yeah. arm. But they need to believe in him and make him, the, make him the guy, make the offense surrounded about him and his talents, and he'll be successful. Don't do the, I, don't, I, don't like the, I hate the flip-flop quarterbacks. I hate court, I hate systems that have the two quarterback system like Florida used to have with Tim Tebow and uh, Leak. I don't like that. Stick with one guy, and Kentucky kind of did that did that last year, flipping back and forth between Whitlow and what's the other guy's name? Max with the, Smith, with the weak arm. Yeah, Max Smith. And I said that going he had into some the season, injuries. He, was he doesn't terrible. normally have a, a weak arm. He's a good passer. He has accuracy. I mean, but it, he had some injuries. About, normal, now, now he, he has normally a weak had arm. a good arm in high school. No, so he, did Michael Bush. He didn't play quarterback in U of L, did he? No. On a local story. Jim Rohn Powers. Jim Rohn I think it's interesting that we got into this big argument because I wanted to know what schedule or what type of uh, <laughs> we went record off. they would have next season. And, and Carlo says above 500 in 2014. And he just lost it. Carlo just completely lost it. Because Carlo's crazy. Listen, I'm, Carlo's going, crazy. I'm, I'm going through my burlesque photos right now. Carlo's don't, crazy. Don't distract him. <laughs> don't distract him. On a local note, we know that the Winter Olympics is going on. I'm not the biggest Winter Olympics fan, especially you know, when like this situation right now. I've got a problem with Vladimir Putin and his comments regarding sexuality. Okay. Yeah, so I, he's, I can go you know, with I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a free thinker, open mind, but he spoke out against, you know, whatever's going on with sexuality in his country. Well, I think, but they still have men's figure skating. I don't understand. That, that's that's unfair. That's an unfair. They stereotype. have men's figure state you skating. You can't say that all men figure skaters are Pansies? homosexual. You can't. No, say I'm that. not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it's men's figure skating. That's it doesn't matter. Saying. It's a sport. 
I like to watch figure skating, and I think figure skating is great. This is fact. You know, I actually saw an interview with uh, Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. They were asking her about that. You know, she was still upset and. I don't know. There was a, actually, did you see the 30 for 30 specials a couple weeks ago? I did see that. Pretty good. Tanya Harder looks a hot mess. She she's does. gained weight. That's oh just what gosh. gaining weight does. Yo, she's yeah. older. Yeah, she's uh, I 40s. think it's She never looked that, that great to start with. I mean, well, Nancy I don't Kerrigan's. know. She had a hot body. I mean, she was in great well, shape, of course, obviously. If you're a national or international figure skater, you should have a really good body. The, the U.S. bobsled team has some good stories. One oh, of that, and there's one Lola kid Jones. from Kentucky, right? One kid from Kentucky. I went to high school with him. He's my buddy. Ooh. Dallas Robinson. He's going to compete in the two-man race for the U.S. bobsled team, which will be on the 16th and 17th, and in the four-man race, which will be on the 22nd and 23rd. Another bobsled story, U.S. bobsledder, Dallas Robinson's teammate, Johnny Quinn. Did you guys see this picture? Uh, uh, the, the Russian place where they're holding the Olympics has such horrible facilities. <laughs> Soki? Soki? Is that how you say Soki, it? yeah. Soki. Sochi? Sochi. Wherever they're having the, the uh, Olympics has been horrible. There's uh, unfinished construction everywhere. This guy, Johnny Quinn, gets locked in his hotel room. Nobody can get him out. He has to break through the door. Through the Did wall? you guys yeah, see that picture? Yeah, I saw that. He was on the, the uh, Good Morning America show a couple days ago. So was Dallas Robinson. So Dallas was the only guy there. who gave a shout-out to his hometown state. He said, you know, represent the United States and Kentucky. So Dallas gave a good shout-out there. Woo. But that was a good story. Johnny Quinn... Breaking through the door of his hotel. So he got stuck in there. He didn't have his cell phone. And he said, well, I got to get out. So. Well, I got an interesting story to tell you guys when I got stuck. When I was a kid, <laughs> this is a true story. Elementary school. I was like in uh, fourth grade, maybe. And this is back in the day when you in fourth grade, you walked to school by yourself. You know, you didn't, you know, it wasn't as like it is today. Long story short, I got locked in the garage. Whoa. And I couldn't get out. And your I was stuck at in a, your house? at my house. I was stuck in the garage the whole school day, and my dad uh, he drove a truck to work, and then his Cadillac was kept in the garage, and he left the door unlocked. So I, I was in his Cadillac the whole day. Wow! Much. You know what, yeah. Carlo? Interesting being, story. Being a Kentucky fan, you really teed yourself up there. What would have been even worse, Carlo? Is <laughs> <laughs> if you water hose if someone <laughs> if it was the coldest day in fifteen oh, years in your spouse one, Kelly. and your spouse threw cold water. I was water a kid, man, you. locked in the garage, man. That's a terrifying experience. That, I, it sounds terrifying for a whole school day. Certainly sounds terrifying. The only thing but that you know what made I'm a worse. survivor. I had my lunch bag and I had my two GI Joe toys and I sat in the back of my dad's car playing with my toys and I ate my lunch and I, I, and I took a nap. How, how many hours? The whole day. Yeah. Wow. The whole freaking school day. Nobody knew you Until were Until my there. sister came home from school, and she was like, what's going on? She couldn't get in. And, and yeah. you were in fourth grade? Fourth grade. Wow. You know, I, I was with my buddy. We were driving a pickup truck through um, in you know Texas. What? They would have called CPS my parents. I was a fourth grader at home by myself. Yeah, I'm pretty myself. sure your, your parents would be arrested. I got stuck you one know, time. I might look into that. I have a story of getting stuck. I got my stuck in some a lot of money. I might be able to get something out of that. Right oh, now. my gosh. Yeah. You should consult. <laughs> um, I mean, were you injured? It's, I'm still traumatized by it. Emotional Which is story. why he's so crazy, and he's a yeah. UK fan. Dun, dun. Maybe that's now where the sh- chauvinism comes from. You know what? Now we figured it out. We should dissect Carlo from a psychological standpoint. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. And see how much of that we can attribute directly to him being locked in the, the garage. Well, being mentally strong, you never get anything out of me. <laughs> You've seen The Matrix? They almost broke Morpheus. <laughs> but he didn't break, did he? He didn't because Neo saved the day. But no one's going to come save you because we no, have because you in Morpheus, this little studio. Morpheus was a strong brother. That's why he didn't break. <laughs>
<laughs> he had the roots of his ancestors. So what we're going to do is hook you up to some IVs and <laughs> some electrodes on your brain and shave your head and strap you to a chair and see if we can get all the truth out. What? That's a different story. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different story. My Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, I'm done with Kentucky for today. Well, listen, I'm pretty did, confident that we talked about But did you watch last about... night's game? I didn't. I didn't. I missed it. Well, well even Tell besides Tell me what that, I missed. This, uh, let me hear you say one thing. Say, Carlo, you were right about the Super Bowl. Oh, Carlo, you were absolutely right. And I will definitely, I think I texted. Sending that in the group you put text it on Twitter. Me, and I was actually. Uh, I put it on Twitter because I'm yeah. big enough to admit when I'm wrong. Uh, unlike keeping your betting oh, obligations, gosh. I will this week. Go, I'm gonna oh, put it in my calendar. On Twitter, I'm gonna go you know, yeah, get you, you your bourbon. But yes, you were right. You called the Super Bowl. You called Percy Harvin having a big game. All of which the blowout, the early true. blowout. Well, yeah, you said, said an early blowout, and that 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 uh, the Broncos would come back, but there was no comeback. Well, I said they would come back, but still lose. Well, yeah, but there was never a comeback. It wasn't, but the early there was blowout, no comeback. the early blowout, and the Percy Harvin game. I say Percy Harvin will have a Desmond Howard like Super Bowl game. He could have easily been MVP. Carlo. The kickoff return, Carlo, you did. You, I mean, you, you were right. You, 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 you I were said right. he Let's... would have a return. I called it, man. And just like I called Kentucky beating Missouri at home, just like I called Kentucky beating. You didn't State call Kentucky losing to LSU. Though. I said it would be tough. No, you, yeah, okay. <sighs> Carolina, Carolina, Carolina actually just called in with an interesting fact regarding the bobsled team. He said What's Jeff, that? Jeff Bodine, who was the 1982 Winston Cup Series Rookie of the Year, very accomplished NASCAR driver, he is a fan of Olympic sports, and, and in particular uh, the winter sports and bobsledding. He was tired of seeing the U.S. bobsled team using the designs of bobsleds from other countries. So he actually designed, started like to design, right? yeah, started to design bobsleds. And the bobsleds that the U.S. team is using were designed by none other than Jeff Bodine. So that's kind of neat. Good insight there. As always, Carolina Steve relating everything yeah, thank to you. the world of NASCAR. So good stuff there. My man Dallas Robinson, Oldham County graduate, Eastern Kentucky, played football, uh, graduate of Eastern Kentucky, great guy. Dallas Robinson representing the state of Kentucky uh, at the the Olympics. Did you guys watch the opening of the Olympics? I did not. I didn't. Did Neither you, Carla? Did no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I, I I had planned on it. I always like to watch the opening. Who lit the torch? Does anybody? Nobody knows. If somebody knows who called, call in and tell us who lit the torch. I, I always like to see who lit the torch. Ever since Ali did it uh, back during the Atlanta Olympics. Now that's my yeah. favorite Louisvilleian ever. So he didn't make your list of uh, one of your current or former husbands. No, he's not one of my former husbands, but he is one of he is my all time favorite Louisvillian. Interesting okay. story. Oh, I'm glad you bought this. Is really knockout hour material, but Ali, oh yeah, Ali. Oh, I thought you were going to say D- D- DMX and. But no, Ali has a. Well, we didn't talk about that. We no, said that for next we week. We can't. But Ali uh, has a son, Ali Junior. Oh God, I read that. That's horrible. Ali was what 33 years old when he had him, and his wife was like 16 or 17. It's a oh, different like the girl. Time. The girl was sixteen or seventeen at the time. It's a different time. That's, that's it. Really was that's pretty time, pretty but extreme. But it was so a different did time. this like just come out? His or? name is Muhammad Ali Junior. Yeah, he lives yeah, in he, Chicago. Uh, he, he's Muhammad Ali doesn't talk to him. He's pretty destitute. He doesn't associate. He's not with doing him. very well. Yeah, and he's has you know a family. He's struggling, and he can't get a hold of his father. And he says it's due to his father's wife. Hmm. The the other story, we, story we commented on there that relates to could have been knockout hour material for those of our listeners who don't know. Carlo, Todd, and I have what's called the knockout hour. Every Sunday from 9 till 10, 
We record it live here on 1450 AM WXVW out of our Jeffersonville studios. Great stuff. We get to talk about MMA in the state of Kentucky and boxing, professional boxing, anything that has to do with the fight game, kickboxing on occasion, different types of stuff. We didn't speak. Well, I mean, I wasn't here for the knockout hour, but we didn't talk about my injury. Kick in boxing class. That's right. Ashley's also a fighter, tra- training out of Derby City MMA, right? And that yeah. injury kept her from competing against me. Actually, it didn't because I said that I would still play you with my swollen foot. But, uh, yeah, so boxing class, um, Coach Jeff decides he wants to add in some kickboxing stuff on cardio day and went for kind of a blind kick and he had the pads a little bit too low, so... I kicked him in the rib with the top of my foot, which did not feel good. Doesn't sound like it would. Well, I got an x-ray, and the Dr. Solomon, he said, well, where's the guy you kicked? Because (laughs) I think you probably should have brought him. Yeah, because nothing was broken, but the bruising, and um, he called it a really bad contusion, but he was like, I really would like to see the guy's rib that you kicked, and I'm going to guess that it might be broken. Wow. Must have been a a serious kick there. We're going to head to a break here. Carlo, Ashley, and I will be back with more of the weekend sports. Welcome back to the weekend sports buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick, along with Ashley Danielle and Carlo Kellum coming at you as we do every Sunday from 10 until noon. Talk to you about everything in the world of sports from the previous week and some other gossip type stuff that we like to do. We have Ashley's Loco Cinco or Ashley's Crazy gets rave reviews that we always talk about. But as we ended the last segment, Carlo asked our listeners, he asked, who was it who lit the torch this year for the Olympics? Who carried the torch? Who represented the opening ceremonies? And we had a a loyal uh, listener text me and uh, let us know that Who did Russia and Vladimir Putin, who did they choose to represent Russia and to light the torch? None other than ex-Russian figure skater. Her name is kind of tough to pronounce here. Uh, Irina Rodnina. She lit the torch. What is she famous for? She won a gold medal years ago. But she's also the same lady who a few, few months ago, she tweeted out a picture of both Michelle and Barack Obama holding a, a, a banana in front of him. So, I mean, it was got a lot of controversy stirred up. Um, it's seen as a very racial tweet. So that's who they well, choose you know, it's not, to, it's to not light the torch. Ra- it, I don't think they really... The thing is, it's disrespectful to the president. What's, you know, that's disrespectful. For him to choose that person and do it, I'm sure Bush would have personally smacked Putin, uh, Putin whatever his name is. <laughs> really? I, you, you think uh, uh, Barack should do something about it? Uh, I mean, there's been some butting of the heads between, I mean, Brock's went out and, and made some statements about supporting gay athletes and things like that. Whereas obviously in Russia, they, they have, all have these- Russian figure skaters. I mean, I don't understand how Putin speaks out against it. And they have men, Russian f- figure skaters. It's, it, it, he's really, uh, yeah, I don't understand that. one. I'm so I'm missing your connection between homosexual athletes and them being supported and men figure skating, if you said that you're not making a stereotype that they're all... I'm not making a stereotype, but it's obviously a connection. I disagree. Okay, um... Have you guys seen the picture that she tweeted out? Yeah, I just saw it. That's who they chose. And that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Clearly. 
And that's who they I'm pro-choice how people live their lives. They deserve to be miserable just like the rest of the people in the world. Well, I mean, I think at oh, the end I of the day. Oh, I think the majority of America feels that way yeah. now. It's, I mean, not everybody. There's exceptions. But everybody feels, not everybody, but the majority of America feels that way these days. Controversial. It is controversial. But I think at the end of the day, Russia has kind of kicked them on, their own selves in the butt with this whole Olympic situation you know like we talked uh we're talking off air a little bit about the hotel rooms not being available for some of the people as uh the the athletes oh yeah bob cox is catching pink pink eye from the water yeah like i mean i think it's been a mess like this whole time like how do you know that the olympic games are coming to your country to the specific town and you don't have the hotels ready for people and the 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 how how much is this media propaganda I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Propaganda or not, it doesn't look good. Like, that wouldn't make me say, because I know I actually saw on um, in the news store when they were talking about the hotels that the Russian government was trying to make Sochi a, like, tourist destination post-Olympic Games. I wouldn't want to go there now. Like, how do I know if I'm going to, you know, rent a hotel room and I'm gonna show up and it's not there or the hotel's not ready or there's no walls around the bathroom or, you know. I agree with you. I mean, they say that there's unfinished construction right where everybody should be walking. You're walking from your nice hotel. You paid a bunch of money to go to the Olympics to see maybe a family member of yours. You're walking down the street, and there's a sidewalk. Oh, you can't walk here. We haven't finished this yet. Bad stuff. We're going to head to the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line where we got our man Brandon J. Lawrence on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Brandon? What's going on, man? Uh, Greetings from Sochi, man. I'm out here, but. I'm out here, man. I'm in the best hotels, the five star. They got a W at, at Sochi, in Sochi, man. That's where I'm staying. I'm on the, I'm on the penthouse level in Sochi. <laughs> Tell- have you used the water? Did you wash your face with the water? You know how? Oh, uh, look, this, look. The reports have been, you know, it's a lot of Western, uh, Western cultural uh, reporters are saying that this stuff is bad. They came over here expecting everything bad. Me, I mean, look, man. The Russian women, they love me. <laughs> um, they love black. They love. They love the brothers, man. Alexander Pushkin set it off for us back in the day, and, and they love us, man. They love us. I mean, all those reports. I, I'm having a great time in the hot tub at the W in Sochi. No pink eye. What you? <laughs> hey, can I got, hey, uh, Brandon. I, I asked you earlier in the week. I asked you earlier in the week to place a phone call, man. You haven't placed that phone call, man. What's up with that, Brandon J? That call you out on the air. I did, I did, I did place that phone call. I, I left a message, as a matter of fact. No, you did not. Um, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Unless, unless, unless they texted me the wrong number. No, it wasn't I, right. I, called that I guess the ca- the campaign manager probably isn't doing that job. No, because if like. he has my phone number, it would be coming directly to my phone. But I do have. What day did you call me? Because I have two different voicemails uh, from Thursday. Man. Had it been? Yeah, that's what it was. You guys, come on. Brandon is on the ground level in Sochi, and we're trying to trouble him with this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, man. I mean, come okay. on, man. I'm over here. I'm Carlo over just saved you. Black Russians, white Russians, everything. Vodka, all that stuff. Carlo just saved uh, you. He said that I, just, oh, I see the number in my voicemails I haven't listened to, so I'm going to call you back, okay? Oh, there you go. I apologize. Okay. Brandon, were you able to catch any factual inaccuracies from the first part of our show? Well, I mean, it was you know, it, 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 this was a tough one, man. You guys are debating a top five. Um, is Paul George a top five player statistically? I mean, it's like one of those, you know, 
you know, I, I don't know. You know, it's 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 it's, all, it's like a mixture of fact and opinion. But what I will say is this: Kevin, you know, you can make an argument for Kevin Love, Damian Lillard. Um, even John Wall ha- is having a great year this year. You know, you might say, ah, but you could throw him in there. Um, the kid who's, uh, 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 Curry, Steph Curry is having a great year. What about year. Anthony Davis? Chris he's Paul. having Shaq-like numbers this year, and he's on the All-Star Anthony, team. Anthony Davis is having a great year. Two Kentucky uh, players on the All-Star Kobe. team this year. <laughs> Has a Louisville player ever made the All-Star team? Yes, yes Carlo. Hey. Ooh, Griffith. <laughs> what, in hey, 1982? Look, Matter of fact, uh, who made the game one shot for Milwaukee last week against uh, the Knicks? Brandon uh, Knight did. Yes, Brandon Knight. I mean, you know, yeah. You, I mean, not to change the subject, but UK, UK is having a is having an immense impact on the NBA. And right I, now. I'm fine with it. You know, I think um, for the state of Kentucky. It's great. I mean, there's all sorts of people excelling. Brandon Knight, DeMarcus Cousins is even having a great year. You guys didn't even he mention him. He should have been him. an all-star. He should have been an all-star. Anthony Davis, you you, you said putting up Shaq-like numbers. John Wall. Yeah. Um, Terrence Jones isn't doing bad. There's a lot of guys out there. Enos well, hey, uh, this is for Ashley. Terrence Williams scored 50 points in, 50 points in the D-League. In the D-League. Yeah. Keyword D-League. Um, but, 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 Shots fired. Uh, what's the name? Cousins. Big Cuz is crazy, man. That's why he didn't make the All Star team. He's nuts. Uh, he's got, you know, he's got a bad reputation, man. Uh, Demarcus Cousins, he's immense talent, Ooh. but he's, you know, he's just got a bad rep, man. His uh, his mind's not right. Hey, man, I, I didn't know, I didn't catch it, but I, I didn't. You, you probably talked about. It. I know because you guys talk about everything. Um, did you see that uh, uh, smart? incident last night? We did, and we, um, we talked about that right at the beginning of the show, Brandon. Okay. You know, being an attorney and having a, probably a little bit different perspective than we do on the whole situation, what is your take well, on the Marcus Smart You're doing what, what turned out to be a pretty ha- harmless little push to a fan? What do you think about that? I mean, you know, here, here's the deal. Everybody, every time you have an incident, you go back to the malice at the palace. Everybody's going to do that. You know, you go back, and even further back than that, you might go back to Kermit Washington. Yep. When you're not R- Rudy T. Out of a Rudy T. Um, and then, but but here's the deal, okay? What ha- he he was knocked into the stands. He was, you know, he was fouled into the first tier. He went up into maybe the second tier. The guy did may or may not have said something. It's coming out reports that the guy said something. Even uh, John Lucas the third is saying, "Hey, I remember that guy from when I played. He was a jerk." Um, but but I, I, I'll just say this: on the same night, the Cincinnati head coach, uh, Nick Cronin, what's his name? I'm, Nick Cronin. If you look at, if you go back and look at the replay last night, he pushes a guy out of his way, says, "Get the get the f out of my way." On the way when SMU was blasting Cincinnati last night, so it's like I don't know if it's a if it's an equal comparison, but you know, uh, Smart is having a tough year. OSU's having a tough year. He's frustrated. Um, the guy may may not say something. Of course, you shouldn't go on the stands. But you know, it's always one of those types of things. You got Twitter uh, fans feel uh, empowered, and um, you know they're paying high prices, high price dollars for tickets, high dollar prices for tickets. They think that they're part of the action. They can say, "Hold on." I mean, you witnessed it in U of L games, UK games. Fans get out of control, man. You know, and and when you and when you get in close quarters with these players, these kids, you know, these are kids. So I I don't know who's in the wrong. Stephen A. Smith's got an opinion. He said he shouldn't have done it. Other people are saying, uh, you know, I don't know. Man, it's a tough call, Kelly. 
Yeah, they, did, tough call, they didn't even throw him out of the game. I was actually surprised by that. It was a pretty defenseless or harmless little push. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really hurt him. And if you're in Lubbock, Texas, yeah. and you're black, and there, who knows what the hell was going on? I mean, I can see where he's having a rough <laughs> game, right? Who knows what was being yelled at him? That yeah. doesn't mean it was right. But, right. I mean, right. I, I mean, can't imagine. It could have been pretty bad. I mean, you know, emotions were high. They were losing last couple seconds of the game. You know, he said he says he heard something. Who knows what? Who knows if anybody will ever truly own up to what was really said? You know, but the fact of the matter is, you know, you can't set a precedent of uh, players losing their cool and going after fans because let's face it, this is you know, this is a fan-driven sports are fan-driven, and if they don't play if they don't want if they're not going to pay to come to the you know stadium um and 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 most of and and you got and you know when you add the racial element to it uh most of the fans are are non you know most of the fans are uh i guess you what european or white whatever <laughs> uh <laughs> what Europe, Europe, european american is what i prefer <laughs> european american and especially these close, you know, because even in hockey, it's hard to go over the top because you got that plexiglass. Brandon, so, so, have... so, sorry to cut you off there. I didn't realize yeah, we yeah, ran yeah. over time. Thank you very much, Brandon. All have right. a great rest of your weekend. Carlo Ashley. Thanks, thank Brandon. you. Carlo Ashley, Todd, and I will be back <laughs> with more of the weekend sports was next Sunday. Later.